день, бажаю вам щастя, здоров'я бажаю, хай серце радіє, душа хай співає, а настрій святковий весь рік не зникає. Веселих свят, Христос рождається ще славого нового року. Вітаю вас всіх, шановні радіослухачі, на радіопередачу «Наш голос» Радіо Кринського Коріння на багатомовній радіостанції АМ 1320 CHMV у місті Ванкувері, говорить Павліна. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and welcome to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320-CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulina. Thank you so much for joining me. And up until this year, uh, today, January 6th, would have been Ukrainian Christmas Eve. But, of course, now Ukraine has officially adopted the Gregorian calendar, so Christmas is past in Ukraine. However, uh, traditions die hard, and many people still will be celebrating or wanting to celebrate Christmas uh, today, Christmas Eve today, uh, at least in their hearts. And uh, at any rate, it is on the Gregorian calendar, Epiphany, which means little Christmas. So you still get your kutya and everything else that goes with Sviatvachir. So musically, today on the program, we'll be continuing with Christmas carols. And Vasil Pavlovsky will be here with a cultural capsule to give you the story of Shchedrik and the Ukrainian origins of that popular song known as Carol of the Bells in the rest of the world. As well, a Christmas memory from deep down in the Nasholos audio archives. And this is a recording made back in the early 1970s by the late Roman Onofrychuk. As well, our usual proverb of the week, another recipe, and other items of interest. And as promised, more Ukrainian Christmas carols. 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shurchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shurchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shurchenkofoundation.ca. bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are now available for only $125. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend at the festival site south of Dauphin, Manitoba. Like and follow Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for ongoing updates and performer announcements. You can now purchase your weekend passes and camping passes in person or online at cnuf.ca. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications, and when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Віншую вас, пане господарю, з Рождеством Христовим, щоб вам щастя квітло вінком малиновим, щоб над вашим домом любов процвітала, а у вашім домі слава панувала, щоб Ісус із того світа славном щастя, долю і многіє літа. Христос рождається! Thank <laughs> you. 
Up next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian Food Flare. Hello. Holopchi used in the plural form is the Ukrainian name for stuffed cabbage rolls, which in literal translation means little pigeons. Fillings for holopchi vary, but the one made of rice or buckwheat seems to be the most popular. Holopchi is a versatile dish capable of a number of variations in ingredients and proportions. In summer, beet, lettuce, or spinach leaves may take the place of cabbage. In the grape-growing areas of Ukraine, the following is often rolled in grape leaves. This practice, however, is strictly regional and not generally known to many Ukrainian cooks. Holopchi may be cooked with or without a liquid, depending on the nature of the filling. A ready-cooked filling requires little or no liquid. When a liquid is used, it may be one or a combination of several of the following. Water, soup stock, meat drippings, tomato juice, sour cream. Usually, a little fat is added to the liquid to get more flavor. Some cooks like to use canned tomato soup for the liquid, using it alone or in combination with sour cream, tomato juice, soup stock, or water. Now for the filling. This is unusual for holopchi, but absolutely delicious. It's potato, and you'll need the following. Four large potatoes, fine grated, one small onion, finely chopped, two tablespoons butter, half a cup sour cream, half a cup medium buckwheat groats. In a sieve, drain the grated potatoes as much as possible. Saute the onions in butter until tender and combine with the potatoes. Add the sour cream. Pour boiling water over the groats and drain over a sieve and repeat the procedure. Add the well-drained groats to the potato mixture. Season to taste with salt and pepper. Pour one cup of sour cream over the cabbage rolls and bake at 350 degrees for one and a half hours. Serve with a dollop of sour cream. I was very impressed when I first tasted these cabbage rolls a few years back when I was holidaying in Lviv. You'll love them too, so try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Цей дім прихожу, цю вістку приношу, сказати її мушу, бо Христос народився спасти нашу душу. Ангели співають, пастирі витають, і ми теж співаємо, Христа прославляємо, щоб нам дозволив у мирі щасливо прожити, а по нашій смерті царства доступити. Христосся рождає!
Dave Vasey Pavlovsky, and welcome back to Cultural Capsule on Nash Holos. This time of the year is often associated with celebration and the possibility for a new start and New Year's resolutions. Celebrations often involve song, and it wouldn't surprise many individuals that Ukrainians love to sing, be they songs of joy or songs of mourning. In today's episode, I will be exploring a melody that became part of the season throughout North America. This particularly was so during the period leading up to Christmas in many forms, whether it was simply on the radio or on public address systems in many retail outlets. That song became known in the English-speaking world as Carol of the Bells, though this is not the only place it was heard. It was also covered by many popular artists, from John Williams composing an arrangement for the soundtrack to the motion picture Home Alone in 1990, to the a cappella group Pentatonix in 2013, their album that year one of the highest-selling Christmas albums. The Ukrainian version, entitled Shtedrik, composed by Mykola Leontovich in 1914, though it is based on the folk story associated with the coming of the new year under the Julian calendar celebrated on January 13th-14th, known as Shtedri Vecher in Ukrainian. At the request of Oleksandr Koshitz, Leontovich created Shtedrik in 1914, and the final and third version was completed that year. It was first presented by students of the Kiev University in December 1916 and was intended for a four-voice choir, though Lyantovich had started working on Shtedrik in 1901. My friend Tina Persunko has extensively researched the topic of cultural diplomacy and how it applies to Shtedrik. The impact of performances of the Ukrainian Republican Capella's tours conducted by Koshets in Western Europe from 1919 to 1921, and then later in North and South America. The idea of such concert tours was that of the head of the directorate of the Ukrainian National Republic, Simon Petlura. The following, based on Peresonko's research, was written about the Paris premiere. This is a tour of patriotic and musical propaganda, which the president of the young Ukrainian Republic has prepared for France wrote Paris music critic Louis Schneider about Simone Pletura's musical diplomatic project in the New York Herald on November 9, 1919. In the Ukrainians' repertoire, we like the graduation emotive, their characteristic Orientalism, as well as the explosions of sincere merriment, especially in Shtedrik, a song that begins with a sudden attack and in which the effects of truly wonderful humor are formed by simple gradations of voices. Peresunko continues, The Ukrainian concerts, which were supposed to raise the prestige of Ukraine in the eyes of the Western world, became the number one events in the musical life of Europe. She continued, There is an uncountable amount of evidence regarding this, and even more evidence on the genius of Lyontov. His Shedrick received great acclamation in Vienna, Prague, London, Paris, Brussels, Amsterdam, Barcelona, Geneva, and Warsaw. In all, 45 cities in 10 countries of Western Europe. The question remains, how was Shedrick transformed into Carol of the Bells? Peter J. Wilhovsky published Carol of the Bells in 1936. There had been theories that Wilhovsky may have been in attendance at the performance at Carnegie Hall of the Capella directed by Koshitz. However, I have not been able to find documentation that supports this theory though he very well could have been there, as he knew the venue extremely well. Wilhovsky was an accomplished musical educator, organizing children's choirs for over 25 years, performing both at Carnegie Hall and the Lincoln Center. Wilhovsky was of Ukrainian descent, born of Rusyn parents. The ethnic homeland of the Rusyn people is in the Transcarpathian region of Ukraine. In a program on TV. My good friend and grandson of Ukrainian composer who carries his grandfather's name, Kirillus Tetsenko, and who is an accomplished musician himself, Vilhovsky was an excellent conductor. He was a self-sufficient musical figure in American society, and as an enterprising and talented individual, he understood there was a demand for it, so it needed to be done. He also recognized that the original melody was by Leontovich, which he rearranged. On the morning of January 23, 1921, Leontovich was killed by a bullet from the rifle of a Russian Cheka agent, the predecessor of the KGB, in the village of Markivka. On the same day, a matinee 
of the choir directed by Caution was held at the famous Théâtre des Champs-Élysées in Paris. Lyontovich's works were met with the applause of the French aristocracy. I look forward to sharing in future episodes of Cultural Capsule a series of musical discoveries I made while the Soviet Union was becoming undone. Until next time, stay well and have a great year. Dopobachnya. Slušajte radio programu Naš holos radio Krinskoho Korinja. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina. You're listening to Naš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Pavlina. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are now available for only $125. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend at the festival site south of Dauphin, Manitoba. Like and follow Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for ongoing updates and performer announcements. You can now purchase your weekend passes and camping passes in person or online at cnuf.ca. Щоб пропав весь котіль, щоб не мучив вас мозиль, щоб не кашляли ніколи, від ніколи до ніколи. Щоб не було сварки в хаті, навіть вітру на загаті, щоб були всі багаті. Щоб у вас була мука, щоб не видно в скрині дна, 
Щоб у вас була капуста головчаста і петрушка кринчаста, Щоб у вас були всі діти здорові, їли кашу всі доволі, Щоб вам з них була потіха, а нам гроші хоч півміха. Христос ся рождає! Next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, a deep dive into the archives and a treasure acquired during the first incarnation of the show back in the 1990s. It's a Christmas story written by the late Roman Onofrichuk. Back in his day, before he left this earth much too soon, he was a prominent and prolific Ukrainian-Canadian scholar and broadcaster, a man of boundless intellect and a deep love for his Ukrainian heritage. He divided his career between scholarship, broadcasting, and communications management. Among other things, before passing in 2015, he was a professor at Simon Fraser University. Before arriving in Vancouver in 1982 to study and eventually teach at Simon Fraser's School of Communication, he spent 10 years in print, TV, and radio broadcasting on the prairies in Yorkton, Saskatoon, and Edmonton. It would have been during that time, probably in the early 1970s, that he recorded this charming and timeless Christmas story, a uniquely Ukrainian-Canadian I'll-be-home-for-Christmas story. Dear Mamo, I am coming home for Christmas. The world has gone white. Everywhere you can hear piped-in, tinkly Christmas music. Every corner has its very own red-faced and big-bellied Santa with a suspended pot, ringing his bell. The whole town is full of colored lights and Kris Kringle is ever with us. Christmas fever is all about, electric. Billboards are full of holly and deck the halls and no payments till the new year, what your loved one wants for Christmas, and the little hints of some astonishing past event involving a manger, three kings, a virgin, an old man, and an assorted cast of angels and shepherds. Our home is swamped with Christmas catalogs, and in every department store window, little mechanical elves whir and snap and crackle and pop, all this accented by the symphony of cash registers within. Oddly, people don't seem as friendly as they were when I was a kid. I used to walk down Portage with ubiquitous Vasil in tow, pass someone, Merry Christmas, mister, and be met with the same to you, or church, Christos Rezdaitsya, and here's Slavita, Yoho. Now it's Hallo and Slavita Hallo. Times change. Some people change with them. Some don't want to. Some don't have to. I guess that is one of the reasons I am coming home. You and Tato never had to change. Christmas is always Christmas. So, I am coming home for what they call an old-fashioned Christmas. Funny. It never struck me as being old-fashioned. Irtsi and the children are going to spend Svita with her parents, and since I'm in these parts, I'm coming home. It saddens me to be spending this time away from them, but things just worked out that way this year. Ihor, the poor kid, can't get away from university. 
He has an exam on the 6th. So he'll have to spend Sveta alone. We're sort of strewn all over. Sad. On the way home, I'll stop in Regina and visit that amazing kid brother of mine. Remember, he was always my responsibility. Always into some kind of mischief. And me in it with him. How clearly I remember the sound of tightly packed snow and the reflections on the borough street lamps in the thousand little mirrors in those snowbanks by old Strathcona School. He hanging on to my hand, looking like a snowman in all those scarves and dummy mittens. <laughs> we trudging home from school. He would always fall into a snowbank. Well, maybe I pushed him. He'd get those corduroys of his all wet, and how the snow stuck to them. They would take forever to thaw out and dry. Now I'll drop in on him and see what he is or isn't up to. It'll be so very good to see that Rosbashaka again. Four or five days of reminiscences. You might say, Mama, that I'm hooked on the past. And there's a good enough reason for it. Whenever I get to thinking about Sveta, or hear Koleda, or taste Kutya, all I can see or hear is home. You, Tato, and the two of us. We, bright-eyed, avid, unable to sit still, speculating about the marvels hidden under the Christmas tree. The whole house dim candlelight. Are we sheep? The Yiduk, whispering of past generations. And somewhere, so very long ago and far away, through the snow and the wind, the bells of the church. Basil Neposida assuring me that the biggest parcel under the tree was his. He used to make us change into our suits and embroidered shirts just before the meal, but always in our room behind closed doors. Up until then, there was nothing under the tree, only an emptiness filled with our anticipations. Then, while we were hidden behind closed doors, a sudden gust of icy wind from an open door, heavy footfalls in the living room, all manner of rustling, a slamming of a door in departure. He would call us, we'd come running. The carpet was decorated with snow footprints, fresh and glistening, and under the tree, shiny, color-wonderful presents. No Santa came to our doors, no Dasher, no Vixen, no Prancer. The giver of gifts was Did Moroz, all cold and frozen and white and scary and gruff and grisly and burdened down with presents. With your help, he gave the best of presents. My aunts and uncles and godparents wouldn't listen to his advice and gave shirts and scarves and cufflinks and tie sock sets. How we hated those presents. But Yid Moroz, he was all right, though. He gave toys. Led soldiers, models, cars and trucks. Later he became a bore and began to give books. Then one year he splurged and gave a piano. That was some kind of trick. Then it was off to the window. Vassil and I glued to that steamy pane, looking up, up and out. Somewhere out there the first star would appear. Important, this star. Very important indeed for it meant the end of a day-long fast and the beginning of Sviat Vecher and food. So we looked for it, and suddenly, there it was, all smiles. All we wanted to do was jump up and down. Mama, Mama, there it is, there it is, but it wouldn't let us. It never did. It would wink at us, smile and whisper something about carols and Christmas, about how ancient it all was. You used to tell us about the past, how our people celebrated Kolada before Christ was even born. Some sort of prophecy or premonition. It was that star surrounded by the causeway of our ancestors, the Milky Way, that always woke those images in our eyes, took our fancies flying, soaring with it into the dim past. How that star sang and danced, surrounded by the swirling northern lights in the Milky Way. It swam in and out of our delight. It winked blinked, it whispered, the scenes of some dim place we had never seen of our ancestors.
enchanted. Yet somewhere there was that gnawing feeling, hunger, those aromas, those scents. Suddenly the spell was broken and the whole world exploded into Mama, Mama, the first star, the first star. Tato, in his shirt sleeves, would go outside, carrying a bit of bread and salt, a candle. We watched him from the warmth of the living room. He said something, lips moving, crossed himself, and came back in. There were always tears in his eyes, perhaps from the cold, perhaps from the emotion that gripped the two of you at that moment. The four of us took our places at the table, set for five, candle flickering at the empty setting. The house was alive, full of vibrations as the souls of our ancestors filled all the rooms. A silent moment. The tropar. Magic. No. Holiness. Neither. Both. Magic. Holiness. Communion. There were only four of us, yet it always sounded like a choir of whispers, breathing. It was so quiet. You had to strain to hear it. You had to try. But you could always hear it. Christmas. Christmas was amazing. So many fantastic things occurred. So many beliefs came to life. Before Christmas, a month I guess, you'd bundle us up, two fat little mushrooms, put us up on a sleigh and off the four of us would go to church. Saturday evening for the feast of Svete Mikolai. The whole of Sunday in Ukrainian schools was there. All the older kids dressed up, looking each other over, while we ran around, made noise, Vasil inevitably falling and bloodying his nose. When we got older, we sang on stage and recited those poems, terrified, shaking, looking into a mass of familiar faces. Yours, Mama, beaming with pride. Tata grinning through his mustache. My boys, what kozarluhe. After all the songs and the poems, out would come Sir Thay Cotton batten, beard on funny, with all the tinsel and... with all the tinsel from Vulivorts tacked to that cardboard meter. And the angels, their gold and fuzzy halos lopsided and wings just a little cockeyed, covered with two pounds of rouge. Sir Thay had presents, called you up by name, asked you have, if you had been a good boy, and if you had listened to your parents. Indeed you had. Well, perhaps just a little bad, but after all, he was a saint and they were of this forgiving sort. You got your present, something educational, and a bag of candies, peanuts, and oranges. Vasil and I loved those candies, all hard, yellow, white, green, and red little spicy peppermint pillows, and the peanuts, wonderfully messy peanuts. No sooner than the smell of dry cleaning left our blue blazers, than we had them all dandruffy looking with cracked peanut shells and those disastrous oranges, like the one I sat on my new gray flannels, for which you nearly disowned me, mother. <laughs> then they'd open the concession and Tata would buy us a milk chocolate and a soda. Oh, it was a world of cotton-bearded saints. Peanuts, candies, oranges, stiff collars, tinsel, chocolates, and a nice warm feeling in the church basement. It wasn't until later, when I was in my senior high school year, and my beard wouldn't stick too well, and one of the angels got the mumps the night before the concert, that this evening came to mean something different. And when that evening would end, he would bundle us up again, put us up in the sleigh, and Tato would haul his two candied, messy, tired, but happy little monsters home. I can still taste those candies and peanuts. Peanuts! Peanuts! The house was full of them on the first day of Sviata. We got to stay home that day from school without even having to fake a cold. We spent the day playing with, fighting over, and inevitably breaking all of our new toys. We got in your way, got into the cake icing, got you wishing that you had sent us off to school after all. And you, Mama, running about worrying if your jackfish would turn out just so, if the borscht would have the right color, worrying if Tata would remember to bring this, that, and the inevitable other thing. At five, 
He'd always rush him grinning, a large, tinkling bag under his arm. He'd do exactly the same routine we had done all day, get underfoot and ask questions about glasses, mix, and ice cubes. <laughs> 6.45, still not ready. 6.50, panic. And the three of us, all starched, stiff, in the living room looking very innocent, Tata doing battle with a constricting tie, we watching the door. Seven, the doorbell, and you, calm, and the smiling hostess. Magic. And they would come, full of little gifts and big, big smiles smelling of cologne. With them, their children, Marco, who bashed me on the head with my new airplane, and tears came, not for the skull, but for the new toy. Marta, who loved onions and ate a bag of tulip bulbs one year because they looked like onions. Stepan, who would cry if we didn't give him half of our classical comics to take home. Our cousin Zola, who told scary stories. Olenka, who sang. Nadia, who chewed gum constantly. They were older and would bully us into playing house. And I always had to pretend that I was the faithful family dog. Never could figure that one out. All the laughter. All the singing. A great gathering of good humors. Tato scurrying about like a kniaz in his court. And then suddenly, outside the window, a bell. We lived at the end of the block. And the carolers would always get to our place last. Young boys, proud of their voices and their good humor, proud of their new clothes and tipsiness. Caroling. How I learned to love it when I was old enough to go. Going from house to house, storming, swirling in, exuberant, happy, strong, not caring about the checks or receipts as long as a good drink and smile were offered. All 150 of us wedged into an old Ford. First time Vasil ever got Pitchmelanie on mixed liquor. And I had to carry that ox into the house, put him to bed and give you a song and dance about a warm car and gas fumes. <laughs> Never realized that he'd grown up till then. How we sang. Carols shaking the floors. And where they had a pretty daughter. <laughs> even louder. Even stronger. Even longer. Just like the carolers that came to us when I was a child. Maybe not in key. Maybe not with professionalism. Maybe not with great finesse, but with a definite gusto. Carols. How they poured out of the choir lofts on Christmas Eve at midnight liturgy. Rich in arrangements. Deathless. Response to priest. His response rising to them. The candelabra, pavuk, tinkling. The candles flickering through the blankets of incense in the brocaded air. Splendor, beauty, holiness. We standing by Tato, he looking profound, your clear soprano cutting the air. All those Christmases, we, together, church, home, relatives, songs, caroling, how I took it all for granted. I can see him now, sitting alone at his desk, all around, dark, words milling around on book pages, the quotient, when divided by, when considered, nevertheless must be kept in mind. Outside the wind, and through it, a home with three at a table that always held four. I wanted to skip that exam on the sixth, but you told me to stay. Learning was important. It's what I told Ihor this year. It was me. This was it was Vasil a few years later. And now it's Ihor. Mamo, I'm coming home. I need to be with the two of you again. I need to hear the whispered choirs. I need to hear you in the kitchen. I need to look out at that first star. And even though Irtia is far away, and the kids, and Ihor, and Vasil, I know we will all be united by that whispering choir, the Yiduch, by the thoughts, the carols. Over all these years, I've tried to understand Tato's tears at Svetevecher, and now, I think, I understand. We will all be together soon. We will share that magic 
and their holiness. Mamo, Kestato for me. I am coming home. Home for Svetoj Večer. Слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо нашого коріння на багатомовній радіостанції АМ 1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. Не жаль, ми вже скінчили нашу програму, вже часто домови сказати до побачення, але перед тим цими словами мудростя. Кожний край має свій обичай. And our proverb of the week translates as «Each region has its own customs». And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast at our website, www.nashholos.com. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich. Oh,
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.